Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of The Charting Room, a podcast where today's hot topics meets mental health conversations. This is Kivon here with a reminder that the views expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts and guests. This podcast is meant to be informative and entertaining and is not a substitute for one-on-one medical or mental health care of any nature, nor the suggestion of any diagnosis or treatment. Remember that only a licensed provider can evaluate your situation, provide a diagnosis, or render other medical and mental health advice to you. Now, let's dig in. Welcome to the charting room. What's good? It's your girl, Kivon, and I am a licensed clinical social worker. Uh, this is Dr. Anthony Angelis. I'm a licensed professional counselor. I'm Dr. Bill Murray, board certified in adult and child psychiatry. And we are your charting room co-hosts, minus Dr. Sheree Watkins. Yes. Hey, she is out doing all the things. Yeah. And we're missing her tonight. But... In lieu of, <laughs> we have <laughs> Professor mm. Alicia Tete, licensed mm. clinical social worker, author, mm. entrepreneur, mm. mama, mm. black woman extraordinaire. Thank you for joining bah, us bah, again bah, tonight. Where's my horns? Yeah, I'm going to ask them Season three. Season three. You got your horns. Season three. <laughs> Thank you for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. You guys are a. <laughs> yeah. Say the least. This type of comedy. <laughs> Say the least. So before we jump into our conversation tonight, I just wanted to check in and see how everybody's doing. It's been a while. It's been what, like maybe a month? A month? I don't think it's been that long. It hasn't been that long. No, we talked about that long time. We sure did. That was not a month ago. Next week it'll be a month. Depending on when we Three weeks. this episode. <laughs> <laughs> what y'all been up to? Uh, maintain living, living, trying not to catch the coronavirus. <laughs> so, you know. God, come no, on. and uh, my heart goes out to those who've been affected, but um, oh, or infected. Uh, yeah. yeah, infected and affected. Yeah, yeah. Infected and infected. yeah. But yeah, Dang. so I think we're okay right now. I think we're going to be okay, period. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. What about you guys? Uh, I got nothing. Y'all know, life don't really change with me, so not much going on. <laughs> yeah. You were just in what? Uh, there she go. <laughs> She'll call you out on air. Bitches. <laughs> right. You were just in uh, the DR, weren't you? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I, I was not in the DR <laughs> for the record. So throw the DR. They got good uh, red snapper. That was the summer you were in DR, right? No, no. I don't, the fall. Wait, did I go for a wedding? You I did. did. I, oh, wait, you yes. did. I was there for a wedding. Ah, you did. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Just saying, don't think you know. Don't want to buy. They gonna bring back souvenirs now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you were just in Morocco. How was that? It was dope. It was That's dope. What's up? Uh, went for a friend's uh, birthday party. Shout out Leslie Antonoff at Hot Mommy on all hey, um, Hot Mommy. social platforms. She's okay. also a entrepreneur among other things. Nice. Uh, she's a chef too. Got a whole little, got, not a little show. Got a whole show. I uh, love it. Yeah, Keep you know, doing she, your thing, Hot Mommy. Yeah. She uh, she wanted folks to gather, and thankfully we were able to. So it was just a good, just beautiful time. Uh, nice. It's good stuff, man. Happy birthday. Yeah, happy belated. Happy belated. What's going on with you, Alicia? I'm feeling good. I found me a new therapist today, and I'm just well, good. grateful. 
That's the cheat insert code claps right, right here. That's yes. the cheat code. Insert claps. Season three, that. we gonna have like four Ooh. sound effects. I think we can make the claps happen this season. Great. Really? Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Girl, that that thing right there will stress you out trying to find somebody to help yeah. you de-stress. <laughs> trying to find somebody that I don't know. Yes, oh. that, that too. That I didn't train. That too. Oh, so this yeah, is, you're popular oh, this and a mentor. Mm-hmm. I don't know, too. but I I've been running through them like hmm, mm-hmm. I already know her. So yeah, and Charlotte is not that big either. Not in our world. Not yeah. Not, not in the black therapy world. In, yeah. the, in this set, a lot of my followers may get me for this, but I was actually even considering going to the other race for dun, dun, dun. Uh, <laughs> to, to a therapist because you just knew everybody. Yeah, yeah. for and, sure. Um, you know, and I'm not gonna lie, I have a, I have a, I have a white couples therapist. Yeah, this is going off like the record here, but yeah, not off the record, just but just on just, air, off on the air, record. on air, off the record. Nobody's listening. It's because uh, <laughs> nobody yeah, that's crazy. Know. Well, off topic, I meant. But a white female therapist is our couples counselor. Is she good? That's all. She's that good. Matters. She's good. Say, but you know, let me, it's good. She's good, and we, we, we've been seeing her for you know probably about two years. Just, oh, that's you know, oh yeah. she's good. She is good. Two but it was the it was the it was the most non biased therapist that I could find. Yeah, you know? I go to your friend, and he's good. Wow. You go to Lau for couples. Really. Mm-hmm. Lau's not even my friend. Oh. But you know what I said? <laughs> Dang. Does Lau know that? Well, <laughs> no, no, no. you know now. Sorry, Lau. Lau, you know I don't know Lau. Lau, you're my friend. No, Lau, no, Lau went, he was at the event. event. I thought you knew him. I didn't know him. But Either you know, way, he's good. I noticed what he did. What did this he do? Let me tell you what Lau does. If I, I need to call him. If Lau, if you're listening. <laughs> he's I, not. I, he's I, not the I admire, type. I admire your strategy. He, he came in the crowd, right? Yeah. And he just started saying some deep shit in the crowd. Now yeah. it was he wasn't even on was the panel. Was it a strategy? Or? It was a strategy. Let hmm. me tell you why. Because he said some deep shit in the crowd. He didn't even say he was a therapist, but everybody in the room felt it and knew it when he said it. Yeah. So afterwards, everybody started coming up to him. We started passing out business cards. My uh. wife noticed it too. She was like, "Loud, killing him." He said, "If you go to three events like that." And just say that same deep ass line in the crowd, <laughs> you may pull off ten to fifteen clients. Okay, now I see. Yeah, Lyle yeah. can't be your friend if you're out here just giving away the game. Well, no, I want him to teach me. <laughs> well, he's obviously not now since you're out here giving yeah, away yeah, the yeah, game. Yeah, my bad, Lyle. We cool. That Black man, do your thing. So but, he's using the same line. Oh, I don't know if he's using. Okay. No, he <laughs> does not know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I got, I got a, a white female therapist. I was like, you know what? She, I don't think she's gonna be able to be biased at all. Yeah. In this, in this session, you know what I mean? What? And I, hear me out. Hear me out. White female therapist. Every time this brother say, "Hear me no, out." No, I mean, just think about it. You're not gonna. You may not agree with everything that a black woman may say, right? Okay. You may not agree with everything I say, so you're just this non-biased, you know, ear at that moment. You know what I mean? Okay. But I got off topic. Not a off record. Bit. Yeah. I was having a conversation with a girlfriend um, this week about like a therapist. She was saying like she finally found somebody that she connected with, mm-hmm. and it feels good for her. And I was like, child, listen, if my therapist up and move or quit private practice, it's going to be some problems. Because, yeah, yeah. yeah, the search is real. It mm-hmm. is. With that being said, Alicia wrote a book mm-hmm. here recently um, that is a journal um, for healers. And so we wanted to talk to Alicia a little bit about the book that she just released and then talk 
about the motivation behind the book mm-hmm. and maybe we have a, a candid conversation about what it is like to be healers and yeah. continue pursuing our own healing journey because as I always tell my clients like healing isn't a destination it's a journey it's lifelong mm-hmm. and so you know you're always on this road to to healing you're always attempting to evolve evolve in mm-hmm. some way um, and so let's have a conversation about that tonight so yeah. Lee the mic is yo you know March is um, social work month so shout out to all the social workers yeah. shout out to my mama your mom's a your social mom? worker yeah, she's nobody social ever worker. knew what? I knew that How, what <laughs> what what they can't say that on air they don't think we're not cool on air <laughs> <laughs> We knew Phil would. <laughs> We're just playing with you guys. Oh, you know what? I forgot that we did have that conversation exactly. Exactly. about exactly. six months ago. Yeah. You're right. You guys yeah. So yeah. You're right. Last social work month. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Slipped our mind. Shout out, moms. Yeah. Yeah. Carry on, Alicia. Oh, okay. <laughs> so happy social work month to all the social workers, yeah. including Phil's mama, who yeah. we all knew was mm-hmm. a social worker. Um, <laughs> somehow I've moved into this space of the majority of my clients are healers so i have a ton of clients that are clinicians pharmacists nurses teachers a few doctors um and just recognizing like the barriers that can come up for us when we don't do our own work um and i noticed it years ago with one of my staff when i was training and i noticed like a lot of um families on her case had some issues with grief but none of her notes reflected anything about grief and so I'm like hey when are you gonna get there she's like yeah I just don't think they're ready I was like huh so let's do a field supervision um so I can see you know what this looks like so I'm out there in the home with her and you could feel the grief Mm. it was so thick in the room and um I had this conversation with her about you know do you think they're not ready or you're not ready Mm. um so I'm really big on um just us doing the work that we need, especially because our jobs are um, invaluable mm-hmm. and deep. Yeah, yeah. What are some of the barriers that you noticed were coming up for healers that weren't doing their own healing work? Um, I think part of it is fear, mm-hmm. especially because we often see ourselves in our clients. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, oh, God, if I open that, like, what else is going to come spilling sure. out? And sure. I'm not even um, really ready. But I think, too, is just this disillusionment that we can kind of, like, fix ourselves mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we know how. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work that way. At all. I was in a couple sessions last week or the week before. And he was like, how do you feel? I was like, I have no idea. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, do you feel this, this, this? I was like, I, this game sucks and I yeah. want to not play yeah um and so i think again like we can know all the things and not be able to apply them for sure i mean also like just that vulnerability Mm -hmm. uh, because when you're in the role of healer it's easy to get carried away with the idea that you have all the answers oh yeah uh, you know and that you're immune to the things that other people are dealing Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. and so it can be hard to kind of hold both those things at the same time yeah Um, yeah 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 yeah. but two things can be true at once oh absolutely you know i can i can feel for you and have feelings yeah um but i think we were taught especially depending on when you went to school. Mm-hmm. It was this very much, you don't talk about if you marry, you don't post no pictures in your Mm-mm. office, you don't. But now we have Google. 
That's all people got to do is Google you and they know everything about you. Yeah. Um, mm. And so I think there's just great power in knowing yourself so you can sit in that room and be present with your yeah. folks. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just, it's, uh, it's, of course, it's arrogance as well, I believe. Oh, yeah. Um, I won't go say that. But. You know, yeah, it's <laughs> arrogance and it's, uh, it's the feeling. I, c- I can imagine how uh, other therapists may feel that, you know, if I, if I have stuff going on with me, and if I'm not healed, then um, am I or can I actually be a good therapist to someone else? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, like Phil was saying with that vulnerability, once you kind of admit that and you speak that out, it's like you start to question your own ability to yep. even provide therapy to someone else. Like, who am I to mm-hmm. help someone if I can't even help my own shit? Yeah. You know? I had a friend who said that. You know, there is an addictions clinic in Virginia. Uh, I think it's in Williamsburg. And it's for prescribers who get addicted to prescription medication. Mm. So, you know, it's Jags and Teslas in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. But the clients there are prescribers. Mm. Um, And so Phil brought up a good point. Like, we're not immune to the things that people experience. And some of us, not all of us, but some of us are a few paychecks away from being where the folks are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In my opening session with my clients, I always talk about that. Like, life happens to all of us, Mm -hmm. and the only difference between you and I in the midst of this session is that I get to step off of my mountain for 50 minutes and help push you up yours, but please believe that, you know, I'm climbing mountains as well, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's just life. Um, And I think it brings, like, the reality into the session and breaks down that power differential that typically yeah. is there yeah. and that we learn so much about in school. Um, because you're right, like, it, this is life. And mm-hmm. just because you are a helping professional, life doesn't stop happening to you. I mean, and that's the thing. I'm certain all of us have enough experience to realize, like, it doesn't necessarily connect to how much money you make or whatever else. Right. Because uh, and it's interesting because in residency, I did my residency at, one of the few remaining like safety net hospitals in the area Mm -hmm. so you know it was a lot of indigent and by that means folks with kind of public insurance Mm -hmm, and stuff like that uh and so my classmates were really attached to this idea of selling out and everything uh and i was like no i was like you know rich folks got problems too Mm -hmm. yeah um look different but they there i mean and some of them don't look different don't look different Uh, (laughs) and that's the thing uh you know because it's definitely some rich clients some not so rich clients where yes. I'm like ooh mm-hmm. like this is a lot mm-hmm. that you got going on but I mean Alicia also to your point where you said the work that we do uh, is pretty tough um, one thing when it comes to at least psychiatry specifically the way I would explain it to residents and med students is when it comes to psychiatry as opposed to other fields of medicine mm-hmm. we are our own diagnostic instruments mm-hmm. and so if you don't calibrate it if you don't clean it if you don't keep it current right then you can just be completely off mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and that's kind of how I preach the self-care I like gospel that. Folks. I gotta get you a shirt that mm-hmm. says calibrate okay. or calibrate me I'm calibrated. How about you sell the shirts and I get it for seven? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, yeah. I just want I like, like a that nickel. word, calibrate. I just want Phil nickel. going around asking, you know, calibrate me. Maybe a little different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then you doing it. I'll, I'll buy a shirt for you. I don't know if we uh, want Alicia to be saying asking to calibrate me either on the shirt. I just got to. Just for you, not know. for the people. Well, let's test it out. You can just have it. Don't let him turn down my idea. It is a mess. No, I like it. I like it. Which part? The calibrate me or the. No, no, all of it. All of it. All of it. All of it. I like it all. On the slick, Rashawn probably got like three calibrate shirts ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, Don't let probably. him hear this. I, call, <laughs> I asked him something. He was like, it's trademark. No, it ain't. I know you. Yeah. 
Get out of here. Shout out Rashawn Miller. He'll be on the show at some point. <laughs> so what was your favorite part about writing the book? Because I know that you interviewed interviewed a bunch of helping agents mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. included oh, wait, can, can their I take stores? a step back and ask another question? Sure. How did you decide on a journal of all things? My spouse helped me with that. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh -huh. So um, he is a rapper. I, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know he that. Tell me that. Probably not. I'm yeah, not okay. sure. <laughs> He's a rapper. Um, he has an album coming out later this summer. He is very um, creative. Mm. And um, I was struggling. So I've been writing it for a while. And I was like, I don't have enough words to put in a book. Like, what's happening? And he was like, well, I'm just making it into a journal. I was like, damn. Oh, he, like, he just dropped it like that? Yeah. He was like, you love journaling. I get you journals all the time. Of course, you should just make it into a journal. I was like, wow. That's why we keep you around. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> and so that was that. And so that night, I wrote like 100 journal prompts to go with the stories that I already put together. Nice. That is amazing. Nice. Mm -hmm. Favorite part? Um, <laughs> I think definitely I, I love hearing other people's stories yeah. and mm. so the best yeah. part was the interviews for sure yeah, yeah. Um, is I there any that. interview that stands out to you that stands out definitely um so I interviewed one of my closest friends we were college roommates mm -hmm. and she is um a nurse but also like a doctor nurse like she has her doctorate in nursing mm -hmm. um and she does she works in a um, OBGYN clinic Probably one of the smartest people that I know. But mm -hmm. hearing her talk about how she feels still like a fraud, mm -hmm. I was like amazed. Yeah. Why does she like, feel what? like a fraud? She just doesn't feel like she deserves to be where she is. She's yeah. like, oh, I'm just probably here because I'm Asian and black or, yeah. you know, they yeah. needed a minority count. Or I'm like, no, you're really actually very yeah. smart. Mm -hmm. And so it's just interesting because that was common throughout talking to people. Yeah. It was a lot of like, that imposter syndrome yeah like oh i'm not yeah. supposed to be here i was like wow yeah. yeah i'll tell you my favorite interview that i read is the one where the therapist sees herself on the couch during mm. sessions jesus um sound deep mm -hmm. and so she <laughs> talked about like the marriage counseling that she did and you know the challenges with that mm -hmm. and, grief and you oh, know doing it. and seeing yourself on that couch and i was like oh that resonates so bad so much because mm -hmm. it's like you see people and you're oh man do you know me like right. do you have access to me right um, and there's like a meme on social media where it's like, um, I when a client asks you what to do about something, you're like, shit, I don't know. I'm going through the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Ooh, so relatable. And I think if many therapists were honest or helping professionals were honest, yeah. they'd say the same thing during certain sessions. You see yourself yep. in these clients. Well, that, was, that was my next point. Like, how, I, I mean, I, I'm a bit, uh, you know, I self-disclose a lot. In my session. Same. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know a lot of people don't, though, um, in fear of that mm -hmm. vulnerability or being exposed or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think um, that's also old age. Old, and I old, think okay. as we continue to progress as a profession, yeah. I think more people are more comfortable with yeah. self-disclosure. Yeah. I mean, but to be fair, I do think people should learn how to, mm -hmm. Facts. you know, mm -hmm. wield self-disclosure as a therapeutic tool as opposed to like, I'm just disclosing. Sis, that. I got to tell you a story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
What were you saying? I'm sorry. No, no, I was just saying that uh, I think earlier I was saying how marriage counseling, like when you're conducting a session mm-hmm. and you're seeing all of this stuff or you, you know, hearing people's stories and their background, yeah. and you're like, you are literally seeing yourself sit, mm-hmm. sitting on that couch. Yes. It's very, very interesting. Um, very insightful. And it helps out a lot. It does. Mm-hmm. It there is mm-hmm. no tool like um, when I'm doing couples therapy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I go home a better wife. Yeah. Every mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Every time. Um, yeah. It's just so many dynamics in the room, mm-hmm. and it just reminds you that, like, it's not just you. For and sure. And I think you can forget that, yeah. but when you sit across from a couple, you're like, oh. Yeah. yeah. yeah we yeah. were talking about that earlier about yeah. it's not just you, listening to a podcast oh. where the therapist um, plays her couples therapy sessions. Yeah. And it's like, man, up. Oh, Dang! So there's other people that are going through like mm-hmm. almost the exact same situation, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and so the, yeah, it feels good to know like, oh, okay, it's not just me, yeah. but it's also good for our clients to hear that as well. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It ain't Definitely. just y'all yeah. going through this shit. I think the main, my main reason for self-disclosing, especially around things that I've worked through, is to show them that like it's cool. Like I got yeah. a therapist. Like mm-hmm. it's fine. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. I'm, my mood is low in the winter. Like you, you know, you're yeah. not the only one. Yeah. yeah. Um, because a lot of people can feel like it's just me. And sometimes you got to really just uh, be real with the clients. Man, like some, you know, sometimes I'll be looking at the guys and then I'm like, come on, bro. Like, come on. This don't even make sense. Like, you know you lying. You know what I mean? So you really got to call people out uh, sometimes when it don't, when it doesn't make sense at all. And I'm thinking back because uh, my, couple, my couple's therapist called me out one time. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm like, hmm, that don't even sound right. You know, so you really got to kind of be like. Uh, honest with your with mm-hmm. your clients, yeah. You know I mean? So, yeah. or at least like pull them to the side or have that individual session and let them know, right. like, okay, come on, we have to be honest here. If we're gonna mm-hmm. be honest, because right. I'm not gonna sit there and listen to this hour of bullshit. Mm-hmm. You just kind of. I will. Me, I know? tell people, I t- I'm gonna treat the lie. I'm gonna treat yeah. whatever you present. I ain't gonna try to <laughs> sift through. So if this is what you gonna go yeah. home with no answers, yeah, because you presented me with this. Yeah, I told y'all I met with a new therapist today, and sis read me. In a very, she she read me in a very, she let me take my shoes off, but she definitely, I was like, you're the one. Did, you know, when I first met you, you said you were looking for that, like somebody that would do that. I don't need nobody that's going to agree I think it's what you said. Like, I don't need no fluffy therapist. What's a good therapist for you? Like, why does she make you, because it's the second time you mentioned it. Why does she, well, I don't know if it's a he or she. She. Oh, she. Why mm -hmm. does she make you feel, how does she make you feel so comfortable? One, because I really needed to, like, talk. Mm -hmm. And so she didn't force me to go through the assessment. Mm -hmm. She just let me, Mm -hmm. that's really what I need, even though we just met. Yeah. so that was one thing. Mm-hmm. Two, she let me take off my shoes, which speaks to her. I think some people would be like, eh. But she was yeah. like, oh, yeah, take your shoes off. Put your feet up. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and she listened, and, like, her face changed as my story changed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, like, not too. She had an appropriate affect. Mm-hmm. It wasn't flat. It was very responsive. Um, and then there were two times where she interjected and was like, well, is that really, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she mm-hmm. like slid a little challenge in there and I was like, oh yeah. Wow. So you were heard mm-hmm. and she challenged you. Yeah. That's a good balance. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Timely. She had a timer set. I mean, she was. Yeah. yeah it's a timer. She's your person. She's definitely my person. Good. Yeah. Good. Love it. Good. Love it. Good. I'm looking for an individual counselor. You want a male or a female? I know a few folks. A female. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I love my therapist. You can have her number. She's booked. 
Please stop is. sending your lady. She's out. booked and busy. She is. Oh man. Good for her. Good for her. Good for her. I know, but I want more people to experience her. She's I want to take solid. my shoes off though. So. I take off my shoes in there. What too. type yeah. of style do you like? Why y'all taking off y'all shoes? I, I like know. to be comfortable. comfortable. I like I to would put my take feet my up shoes on, on that couch, couch, but it takes too much to put a make on. I, you know, I just want to go in and just be like completely <laughs> um, free. You know yeah. what I mean? I really don't want anyone to know that what I do. Um, mm. So I try, but it's really not possible because I know people Google people before they come in. Sometimes I don't. No, you're not um, supposed to do that. I don't no, Google, a but soul. I know it happens. I've I've, I've been in supervision where uh, well, really I'm not gonna. It happens. I mean, so. but how are you gonna say you want to be free and then they not know what you like? That's uh, they gonna find no, out. No, they're gonna find out. But I'm talking that Pay initial one that free. Not even I don't mind. They know eventually, but when I've come in, I know sometimes it can. Um, I don't want people to be so like in a mode of therapy. I have to impress like another oh. therapist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just be you. That happens when when a person gets another therapist, mm-hmm. they feel like they have to put on because that person knows um, what you may be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. I've, I've been in front of therapists and they're just doing too much. I just want to be mm-hmm. treat me just like I just want to be a regular, 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 regular. You know, I don't. You know, it's Anthony. You know, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah. So I do. Please send me your information. I think I might make a switch too. I shall. She's yeah. good. Yeah, good. Affordable. She takes insurance. She black? She is. Good, good, good. Mm-hmm. good. Sorry, yeah. didn't work out with my therapist. Huh? Sorry, I didn't work out with my well, therapist. Well, no, plus they Because they book. <laughs> like, what, what yeah. are you Is your about? therapist She's black? Mm hmm. Okay. She is. Does she have, like, a bunch of, like, lava lamps and stuff in there? <laughs> Shut up. She does have salt lamps. Okay, I figured. She's she's if you're look it she's not the same it doesn't sound like she's the same style as okay. Alicia. Mine is now she holds me accountable and she calls me on my bull. Okay. But it is more in a fluffy way. Okay. Okay. Um okay. and that works yeah. for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I really gotta find what works for me. Yeah. Just yeah. a trial and error. I've had an older white lady as a therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, had a young black girl, had a guy. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know, I'm not saying I'm looking for like a mentor because I have mentors, but you know, black women have always mentored me um, mm. in every like facet. Like, like we coming, talked about this when I was on the show. Yeah, before. you did. Yeah, you did. I think. Yeah, I think we did. I was. It was coming. It was coming for me when I was. Hey, speaking. brother, nothing wrong with a positive no. transfer. Yeah, Just yeah. Go with it, baby. Just yeah, go with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Let's go with it. Uh, but yeah, so that influence, um, like my my doc program, my master's program, has always been uh, a black woman that's kind of helped me. Nice. Mm. So you know, I don't know because I had I'm really questioning myself why do I want a female instead of a male, and then maybe that's it. Everybody yeah. got a preference. Mm-hmm. Everybody got a preference. Yeah. Uh, somebody asked me about that because I just hired a male therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it was my spouse. He was like, "Well, what do people prefer?" I was like, "Well, parents of sons prefer a male yep. therapist, Absolutely. and then adult males want a female therapist." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I get I get a lot of female clients though. Mm-hmm. They, like so they want me to see their boys mm-hmm. but yeah, they right. mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it though that's right most enlightening aspect of writing your book like what were you most enlightened about hmm. I think that I was able to do it again like yeah. put out another body of work um, yeah. five or seven years ago some time ago I put out a poetry book 
but this was very different. I tried yeah. to be more intentional about this. There's references, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I slap yeah. professor on there. So this, so this was <laughs> this, this was a little different um, than the first time around. And you know, you have to be willing to when you put something out there that's yours. You got to be willing to take the criticism too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I was in a place for that years ago, mm-hmm. as opposed to now. I, I'm in some social work group. Me, I'm a little. I'm going to chuckle if people in the group are listening. But um, this girl posted the book. And she was like, does anybody have this? And another girl was like, oh, mm-mm, how is it? I, I heard about it, but mm-mm. Wait, and they don't, do they know you're in the group, man? Or? Clearly not. Oh, that's, that's group can get a lot. Like, a lot of people. Yeah, it's they can, a lot. Still. And so um, the girl was like, um, I like it. I kind of like skipped ahead. Like I liked some stories more than others. Like I wish there was more um, stories in it. Mm-hmm. And I wrote in there, thanks for the feedback, mm-hmm. crickets. I was like, oh, maybe they didn't know I was in the group. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But <laughs> She's watching. <laughs> I didn't know. But yeah. you do I a lot. can take. I can take. I like critic. I like constructive criticism because yeah. I want to be better. Yeah, yeah. When you do when you do a lot like you do, um, it's, it's going to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what inspires yeah. you though? Hmm. In general. In general, mm-hmm. yeah. What inspires you? I think I am so. This is going to sound kind of like cheesy, but I like a good like moral moment. Mm-hmm. Like I love to see a person get it. Um, my favorite movie is like He Got Game mm-hmm. and like uh, Remember the Titans. Like I just love to see people like you love Denzel Washington from what it sounds like. Not just Denzel Washington. You named two, That's what it two Denzel like. Coach movies. Carter. I love sports movies. Coach Carter. I love that sports. could have been Denzel Washington. Yeah. Either way, I am inspired. (laughs) (laughs) I am inspired when the light bulb goes off for people. I like that. Mm. And so that that really drives me. And so I love, like, I can see the light bulb go off with my clients or with my students or, you know what I mean? And that that really drives it for me. What happens when the light bulb doesn't go off? You know, when you're, like, speaking at an event Mm -hmm. and you're looking in the crowd and you want somebody to be like, "Mm, and nobody gives you the head nod. Nobody gives you the head Mm -hmm. nod. Mm -hmm. For a person that thrives off of that, that could really be kind of, like, defeating if nobody does that. So I've been in a room where no one has has Mm -hmm. done that. Um, And I try to really pay attention to the evaluations Mm -hmm. to see, like, Mm -hmm. where do I need to move? Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I also love to work a crowd. Yeah. but I, I usually get at least one head there now. You go. There you go. <laughs> All you need is one. You Even if one, it's yeah. 89 sto- stoic faces, yeah, just yeah. one person, That's like, giving you the eye, you, you focus on that person. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. That's or, true. you know, you plant the seed and say the flowers will come later. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. I do. I do. That's mm-hmm. dope. What about, let me ask you guys, how do you prioritize your own healing? Mm. I am thirsty. Oh, man, I drink all of this. I do not want that coconut. <laughs> <laughs> Shake. Yeah, I, I will yeah. take some good old water. Yeah. How do we prioritize our own healing? Man, that's a good question. Because we talk about it a lot. You know, I there's a ton of armchair therapists on Instagram <laughs> talking about all the self-care techniques. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. The, the folks are not practicing yeah. it. Man, I'm gonna go last because oh. this season has been a healing season for me. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and, come uh, on, raise your hands, <laughs> Pastor yeah. Bill. <laughs> yeah. Go I ahead. Think, uh, I, don't, I don't really know. I, I think I put. I mean, I put. Um, I try to put 
you know, me and my family first. Mm-hmm. Um, if so, it depends what I'm healing with, you know, if I'm healing with. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, so I don't, I can't really go, I guess, into detail with a specific thing right now. But any time that I've been through any kind of roadblock or barrier, you know, I try to really analyze it and sit back and make sure that I'm good before I can uh, do anything with my family mm-hmm. or, you know, so I wake up. So you don't <laughs> want your mood to impact their mood. Yeah, yeah. Or I feel like I'm in a, I'm in a role often to make sure that, uh, you know, everything is good and we're good. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm, I know I got to make sure that I'm good. Right. Uh, so that's physically and mentally, uh, which I'm – Here's the thing. I always felt like, okay, let me heal and let me uh, take care of myself mentally. So I wake up, I meditate mm-hmm. um, before I go to sleep. I make sure I meditate. Um, so I try to heal through a process. But I know when I'm hurting, I know that I have to go the extra mile, whether that's finding a therapist, um, doing more reading. Um, so now I got me a trainer. I'm trying to go and, uh, oh, nice. you know, work out three oh, times man. a week now. And just really just be more intentional about what what healing looks like from a holistic approach mm-hmm. um, and not just waiting to a time where I'm just about to explode to heal. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to be more proactive. Instead um, of reactive. Yeah, instead of reactive. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, if I'm going through something with, like, my marriage or something like that, then I'm going to be really vulnerable at that point mm-hmm. to really listen and figure out what I need to do on my end then hopefully if I can take accountability for my actions or my role in whatever healing needs to happen, then I know that, um, you know, my wife or any other my family members or whatever, they're more likely to accept their role too, that we can go in together. Mm-hmm. So I think vulnerability, as self-disclosure does in a session, you know, you're vulnerable with each other. And I think everybody can heal in a place um, if everybody's willing to accept, you know, their role or their part in the situation yeah. to mm-hmm. overall heal. You know, yeah. so yeah. I'm giving like a marriage reference because, you know, if you've been married over three years or two years and you understand that uh, if you made it through the first, if you made it through the first, yeah. there's always going to be a little rocky. Mm. Um, so that's probably one of my biggest, I guess, healing moments, you know. So, mm. yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, like y'all have met me. My junk is actually pretty low maintenance. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, outside of work, yeah. I don't have many obligations or things like that. Yeah. I have stuff built in. I make sure I keep a therapist around, uh, try to work out relatively frequently, and my kind of frenetic pace of life outside of work, kind of going all over the place and everything, uh, that is a form of healing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting because I don't know that I have or I will ever get to a point where my personal and professional identities are completely consolidated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I don't know if that's, I don't know what that's about. I guess I need to talk to my therapist, but it's more so uh, being able to separate those for me is a form of healing in and of itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause it's kind of like, I'm not putting all of my eggs or self-worth in one basket. Makes yeah. sense. Um, so yeah. that's one way to do it. And I think just through growth and everything else, understanding when I need to reach out for help yeah. uh, and not trying to deal with things on my own. Um, you know, and just realizing that a lot of my friends, especially male friends, I can actually go and talk and we can process and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it really just starts with really uh, just being in tuned and mindful about things mm-hmm. and understanding that things don't have to be static, doesn't have to be passive. It's like, actually, if you're feeling this way, you can address it. You can cope with it. You can lean on other people mm-hmm. because that's what you have these relationships for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I, you know, I grew up in a household where my parents were always very like, everything is good, everything is great, everything is good, everything is great. Never really exhibited like sad emotions, anger, of course, when we got in trouble. But outside of that, it was like all is well. So I thought that that's the way that you had to be. In fact, mm-hmm. like if I went to my, my mom and was like, oh, I'm really sad or something like that. It's mm-hmm. like, well, pray about it or mm-hmm. God doesn't want you to be sad so don't be sad right so I was feeling for a season I was feeling very guilty about feeling sad guilty about feeling angry and so I purposed in my heart to transition away from that Um, and so I got into therapy but I noticed when I look back on my therapeutic journey I recognized that they were there were stages like mm-hmm. if this thing was going on that's what i focused on in therapy and once that thing resolved then i moved on mm-hmm. and so in this season um of my therapeutic journey i have been intentional about uncovering all of the cobwebs mm-hmm. and that has been challenging exhilarating um scary sad um <laughs> but so healing and so needed um And so doing that, releasing like guilt and shame as it relates to like parenting, subscribing to societal norms, being this perfect Christian as, Mm -hmm. you know, I was spoon fed to believe it needed to look like Um, moving away from those those things Mm -hmm. has also been healing for me in this season. Um, And then relationship, like I think I've talked about it up here before, like Mm -hmm. I'm really big on like villages and friendships mm-hmm. and cultivating those and so relationships for me are very healing mm-hmm. yeah. so I try to be intentional about you know cultivating those even when I'm in like my lowest moments mm-hmm. um, still being intentional about cultivating relationships and things of that nature I mean and one thing uh, to what you just said you yeah. know as far as like trying to stuff down feelings or not acknowledge them I do think that for me at least is a big part of just acknowledging the feelings yeah. and kind of mm-hmm. letting them happen because yeah. uh, I think a lot of times when you really try and fight it back it's one thing to sit back and observe somebody else do that mm-hmm. but it's another thing to like feel it as it's yes. happening with you uh, and you know it took me some lessons to learn like I don't like the way this feels yes. uh, and so just allowing the feelings to occur I think is a part of the healing process, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of acknowledging it. And it's my general thing is I'm like, all right, you know, you can lie to whoever you want, generally speaking, Facts. but I would hope you don't lie to yourself. Uh, and I say that to myself. I say that to clients. I say, you know, to anybody, it's like, hey, you know, like you should probably acknowledge this. Not that you got to go and work all hard at it, but at least let it happen. Yeah. 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 That representative sure. that someone sends out every day has to be draining. Like mm-hmm. sending out a representative of someone Ooh. every single day. But you know, it's comfortable. You know, it's very comfortable. I mean, it's and safe. It is safe. Mm-hmm. You know, and mm-hmm. I'm a, I'm a big talker. So even in any relationship or friendship, you know, relationship period, I like to talk. So if something's going on. I don't want to talk. I want to hear. I want to talk. And I know that can be really intrusive to some people, um, even my friends or people that I meet. Like if something's going on, I can clearly tell there's something wrong. But whether you choose to share, you yeah. know that yeah. you know all I can do is to provide that space, um, and I hope that you become um, comfortable enough to share. But I think that's a part of the healing. I know for me it is to talk it out, to talk it out. So when you um, see somebody just you know holding it in, it just seems like it's so heavy. Yeah. You know, it's like, man, if you can just get yes. it off your shoulders. Yes. And like you said, those societal norms or whatever, mm-hmm. where people fear of judgment and everything has to look perfect, it's just no such thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, all. you know, 
you know, I talk about the bad. I used to kind of be like you because my family used to just, just dismiss things. Mm-hmm. We didn't really talk about the bad stuff. We would hide things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if something happened over there with my cousin, you would never know. Mm-hmm. Or you didn't talk about anything if it was good. And once I realized that wasn't reality, right. I'm willing to talk about everything mm-hmm. bad. Yes. And, um, and, you know, let's, let's learn about each other. And I, I really judge my friendships off of that, sadly. Yeah. If, if, you know, if you don't really tell me, like, what's going on, if you don't feel comfortable enough to tell me what's going on, and it's, it may not be the right thing, but I just don't. We, we are not really mm-hmm. uh, there yet because it's like, okay, everything is surface level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I don't really, don't, I don't really know that person. Because mm-hmm. if you don't, if everything is perfect, then I feel like I can't really even trust you at that mm-hmm. point. And it goes really that deep with me. I'm like, oh, you're not telling me everything. You want everything to be perfect to me. So you're, you're viewing me like uh, Instagram because you're posting only uh, good things <laughs> Highlight around real. me. Highlight real. Yeah, I don't like I've that. I've never been, I've always been the opposite of you two. I never, my fam yeah my family didn't talk about anything but i was always the black sheep that did mm. um but for a long time like authenticity wasn't cool and so yeah. i've lost a lot of friends because i've always been like well this is what i'm going through mm. Yeah. Mm. this is what it is and you know but now it's cool and so yeah. now people are really like into it and people yeah. you know mm-hmm. but before oh, she's dope yeah people mm-hmm. are like you're weird like yeah. why are you saying that you're not happy all the time or you know yeah. why are you telling people you're going through so that true. and i'm like this i mean that's where i'm at well, yeah. i mean so with your question to us about mm-hmm. you know how do we prioritize healing and everything else mm-hmm. you mentioned uh for you personally and obviously for this book journaling has been a big uh part of it for you mm-hmm. uh so could you talk a little bit more about how journaling works for you in your personal practice and yeah. what you want to offer people by giving a journal yeah so I started writing when I was super young, and my grandma really fostered it. Um, she put my poems in the children's highlighter mm-hmm. um, because she like really believed in your girl. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was always encouraged as a kid because I I was very outspoken. They always encouraged me to write it down and that they would read it, and that it would it, it would ease the blow. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've been writing and doing this type of stuff since I was like nine or something at the encouragement of my grandma. And so I have legitimately probably 10 journals, different designs, different ones, some's for quotes, some's for home, some's from work. But I am very big on like not keeping things in because I am the secret keeper for so many people. Mm -hmm. And so I can't sit and just keep, because I will ruminate mm-hmm. on things. And so I like to, even if I write it out, it's usually into a rap because I'm a rapper in my head. Like, I'm about to say, you rap too? Yeah. We got another rapper. Don't tell nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, keep mm-hmm. on raps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I knew it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I journal <laughs> all the time. Yeah, yeah no, that's, 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 dope. that's dope. You have to get it out. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna come out regardless. Mm -hmm. For sure, it's it's gonna come out. I'll tell you another thing that's been helpful is yoga. Yoga. Yeah, I want to do yoga. Alicia and I are yoga teachers, Mm -hmm. and um, I don't know, like it's just something about well, not just something about, but the whole practice of yoga really helps me release. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember in one therapy session, I was talking to my therapist, and I was super frustrated, and she was like, "So, what are you gonna do to release that after we talked about it?" And I was like, hmm, it's time for me to get back on my mat. Yeah. Um, and so got on my mat and really in my practice started to feel that release that I was looking for outside of just the talk session. Mm. Um, and so I don't know. Has that been your experience as well? With I am, I'm a very physical person. And yeah. so I've always 
like ran or lifted weights or you know now i'm mean, charlotte has the rage room there's axe throwing mm. so i am a wait what is a rage room? rage room so the rage room i went for the first time probably when i was in new york a rage room is you go in and there's usually like goggles helmet stuff and you can just break stuff and there's different rooms like so there's a room with a car and you can like smash the windows out the car or there's like a room of glass and you could just like throw the plates up against the wall but there's something about breaking things yeah. mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. that can be very like therapeutic yeah. and so i always encourage people like sometimes we need to soothe and then sometimes we need to release and they're not yeah. always the same yeah yeah <clears throat> love it love it love it i think that's why working out is so effective yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. breaking down your body yeah mm-hmm. yep Mm-hmm. It's like a purge. Mm-hmm. Uh, that rage room reminded me of like purge. Like, yeah, that yeah. rage room is something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The purge is a little, you know, a little deeper. I was gonna say I did, I've not watched the purge, yeah. but I don't know that it's the same thing as the rage room. Well, essentially, you know, because you, I mean, I've you're not going around. You're not going around a purge. You, know, you get that one, what, twenty four hours to go kill people and do whatever you oh. want to do. But yeah. you know, you're not going around just breaking windows on an everyday basis. Yeah, so you, you can basically yeah. turn the world into your rage room. Yeah, oh. um, yeah. So yeah, that's not for me. Don't kill anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Creepy. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm that guy tonight. Uh, by the way, I, d- I don't want to purge anymore. Uh, but I will check out the rage room. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, check it out. That and X throwing is good. Can you guys? I mean, how, how much do you guys charge for to teach me yoga? How much would guys? I mean, how much would you charge to teach mm. me yoga? Let's talk about Ask that. Ask us off there. Oh, oh, okay. Come on, come on, Sora. So I thought automatically it was going to be like free because you guys are cool. <laughs> that was a test. So clearly I'm paying something. People. Yeah. But I get it. That get was it. not what I was going to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm really looking forward to it. Mm, any final thoughts? What about words of encouragement for healers that maybe listen to the podcast? Yeah, yeah. Words of encouragement. Um, you know, we're not immune to the human experience. Don't be afraid to break down with a friend. Don't be afraid to call a therapist or a supervisor. I think we can get very caught up in um, when we're trying to get licensed, how much we don't need a person. Mm. Um, but you don't have to practice isolation. Mm-mm. Yeah, it's not fun mm. nor helpful. And why do people think that, that they don't need a person? Oh, no. I don't know. They've been hurt. Arrogance. They've been hurt. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't trust. And that's a back to the friends mm-hmm. thing. Like, if we. That's true. Do you, do you trust? Do you that's trust someone's information? Do you trust vulnerability? People who are oh. like, I don't need no friend. Yeah. Huh? We all need a friend. Yeah. Oh, what about no new friends? I'm like, please give me the yeah. new friends. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Keep on. Yeah. I, I must say, she's a friendly person. She is. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. Yeah. You. Yeah. Most of the time, <laughs> she can get a little. Cause I am human. Yeah, she cursed so. me out one day. <laughs> Y'all don't know this. Well, I do. But we're I not gonna talk not. about it. But wait, why would you expose that on air though? <laughs> just because we're all human. I just want to let saying. everybody know that we're all human. You just tell his part no, out. You just out here dry snitching. No, <laughs> no, he's the one that does the edits. Nobody knows that. I do not recall using any curse words. I do recall a sharp tone. Oh goodness! Oh, you, you blessed him out, Holy Roller. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, As God. I just said, like two curse words up here. Yeah. yeah. But like, I don't, I don't recall that. I ate it. But if I, if you, if I did, it was definitely warranted knowing you. Mm-mm. Oh wow! Retro. No, I, <laughs> you know, I ate it. I ate it. You know, because it, 
you know what it did? It, you know, it got the release out of, out of me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. ah, just, just get it. Just hit me. Mm-hmm. You know, just hit me. And that's what it did for me. Iron sharpens iron. There you go. There you go. That's what we call it. I good people. Anybody else? Any closing thoughts? But the people. <clears throat> Y'all got me out past my bedtime. My Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all, we record so late. Yeah, we do. We do. All right, then. Well, um, tell us where we can get your book, Alicia. Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. What's the official title? Not Healed AF. And hopefully Target soon. I went into Target. I've been, like, rubbing elbows. So when you're in there, just slide your book out and then slide it back in your bag. Probably get a taste. In what general direction should we be sliding? <laughs> Is there book? anybody we should slide in front of? <laughs> to the cameras, the Starbucks people, the, the manager. Hi, I'll let can you I speak know. to your manager? Yeah. I'll let you know. Probably, like, uh, it's the buyer. We got to get a, a target buyer on. If there's a target buyer listening, hit me up. But the buyers choose who goes, what goes in the store. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. We got to push this thing then. I know. I've been mm-hmm. trying to, I've been hitting up my friends who are um, buyers for like other companies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, do you know any target buyers? Let me holler at them. Yeah. That needs to be like, a, I'll get you a professor that's required as one of the, one of the texts. Text. Yes. Additional readings. Oh, yeah. I can do that at the schools now, at the schools I teach at. Wouldn't that be? Yeah, do it. <laughs> I've been a little like, on. I've been wavering about it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I one could. of my old professors did it. I, I read one of like, my professors did it. I was like, her shit. Like, <laughs> what well, option do you have at that point, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you can book. you can edit your own syllabus, so you can what? put additional readings on there. That's true. That's the whole thing. Yeah, so there you go. Right there. You got the, I think it's classroom. Twenty five. Twenty five heads right there. Twenty five heads. Anyway, <laughs> I cannot with yeah. you. Yeah. Cannot. I right, good people. Well, this is the charting room. I'm Dr. Phil Murray, and I have the pleasure of bringing you this week's moment of reflection. Uh, This week, we primarily talked about healing, Uh, talked about the practice of healing, talked about the journey of healing. I think a lot of times we get it confused and we think healing is a binary thing that only occurs in the context of injury. But I think if we take a step back and really look at it as maintenance, if we look at at it as the ability to continue to perform at our highest selves, we have to look at what it takes to ultimately do that. You heard each one of us talk about our practices, talk about what it takes to do that, to talk about what it takes for us to be our best selves every day. And we don't get it right every day, but I think being flexible with yourself, being patient with yourself and using the tools that are around you. When you don't get it right, that's fine. Just learn from it, apply it and go forward. So ultimately you can offer your best self to those around you and to yourself as you go forward.